make sure history never forgets the name. Sci-fi melody. Got out. Ha 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 ha. Rage, what in the hell are you doing today? You speak not to rage, but to crank case. Ha 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 ha. Okay, so that's what we're going with today. You puny earthlings are doomed. My advanced rocket turkey will enslave you all. Ha 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 ha. Okay, what drug cocktail did you take that's causing you to go completely insane? Your jokes will do you no benefit. All your base are belong to me. You have no chance to survive. Make your time. Ha 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 ha. How on earth are we going to do a podcast today? Fear not, Earth citizen. It is I, the Count of Cosmos. Ah, not you too. Count of Cosmos, you will not foil my plan. I have your chief scientists. They will rocket power my eggs to attack you. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha, but I will deploy all zig for great justice. Oh boy, you've both gone insane. This is great. Ha ha, your cluck lasers have no effect on me. They will now. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha, I told you, your cluck lasers have no effect on me. Well, then I will use this laser cannon. Ha ha ha. I told you, your cluck lasers have no hey, effect. Hey, Rage, stop this. Before you fire again, it's not going to work. That's enough from you, Earth Creature. I will kill you with my greatest weapon, the Flux Maser Beam. Look out, Earth Citizen. I will protect you with the secret of 11 herbs and spices. Oh, boy. Yeah, you will. Sure, you will. What is that noise? I am invading your world, Crankcase. I will send you up the bomb. No, you will not. I will stop it. Ha 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 ha. No, luckily, it's the alarm for the movie. So we gotta go see the movie. Oh, already? Oh, uh, well then, uh, welcome to the Satellite of Spikes, sickies. Movie time! Sci-Fi Melody, Symptom 245. Prince of Space. Disclaimer. This was actually what happens every pre-show at Sci-Fi Melody. This is a real conversation between Ragemaster and Scott when the microphones are not on. <laughs> or, or, actually, actually, Scott had to be the uh, Count of Cosmos. Normally, he's being Shatner. Normally, it's a game of Shatner where, uh, try this out, Siggies. It's a lot of fun. You point at someone doing something mundane and you yell, Shatner! And they have to do it with all the dramatic flair of TOS Shatner. It was the most, uh, that was the most, yes, Shatner is a great game, and we really should one day just play that. <laughs> that should just be the rule every time we get together, like, eating, you just see someone eating salad, you just yell, Shatner, what is this leafy green stuff on my plate? Bones, I think it's destroying my mind. <laughs> Bonus points if we, if we play this, some, like, some dramatic music from TOS, and then you have to do action poses. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do think, though, that was probably one of the most realistic um, opening skits we've ever done, Mark. And, and ironically, it had you and I playing crazy people. 
Well, Ironically? I, <laughs> honestly, sickies, um, that opening sequence is not too dissimilar from the film we watched today, especially the ha 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 ha. Yeah, that that's well, part of it does right. have. Well, part of it does have to do with translation, but oh, d- sure, but it's still not. Look, uh, it was some terrible dubbing. <laughs> I, 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 we'll, we'll save that for, for sure. rips and picks because I'm about to jump into ripping the movie right away. Yeah. Well, in that case, in that case, let me just do the plot and the fun facts because I can tell you right now, Sickies, um, the fun facts are few, probably mercifully few. But uh, just so you know, the uh, we are doing the the MS3K. Uh, Prince of Space, which is actually, um, this came out in uh, August 16th, 1997, and it was part of, oh boy, I, I memorized it and I have to Google it, the, the season. I think it, it ranks, I know it ranks fit, top 15th favorite uh, MS3K episode or MST3K or whatever. So, but, um, so I saw this one back in the day, Saturday mornings on Sci-Fi Channel, and I couldn't stop laughing. And th- th- that's mostly how we're picking these, or I should say I'm picking these. I'm going by the ones that I remember that I laughed the hardest at, if that makes sense. So, But The Prince of Space was a 1959 film it was, that was... It was a Japanese film where a guy named Crankor. Well, first there's these rocket scientists. Don't worry about their names; they're forgettable. And um, they're making a chemical rocket fuel that apparently is so advanced that an alien race that can travel the stars needs it. Don't whatever. ask. Don't yeah, ask. don't ask. Just whatever, whatever. And Crankor is the name of the planet. Is it the planet or the guy named Crankor? The planet. He's the, the planet, the Phantom of Crankor. The Phantom of Crankor. Well, he shows up in a ship to go steal it, except he's thwarted by the Prince of Space, who is altered ego is a boot black who works with the kids of the scientists that Crankor, the Phantom. No, I'm going to call him Crankor. That Crankor wants to kidnap, or no, he wants to kidnap the scientists, and the kids get involved and. It's it's not worth worrying about. Um, the plot is very confusing because it doesn't make sense. It just kind of, yeah. It, all you really need to know is that Crankor is trying to kidnap these scientists to it's get a- their rocket fuel, and he threatens to destroy a city if they don't join his benevolent dictatorship. Is that about right? Yeah. No, what it is is it's a 1930s radio drama. That's well, originally, originally, yeah. but. Um, well, so, I'm saying that's what the movie's pretty I much think, based I off hit it of. On yeah. the head. I get to bust out one of my favorite terms that isn't a real term, an idiot premise. The idiot premise yeah. of this film is that there is a extra, an intergalactic empire that can travel interstellar distances that has to come, that can, that can annihilate Earth at ease. But it has to come here our because rocket our fuel. rocket fuel is so revolutionary that it will make them all powerful. Yeah. And they, 
They're thwarted at every turn by the Prince of Space, who apparently is invulnerable to their lasers. And um, he kidnapped this Crankor kidnaps the, these five top scientists who made the rocket fuel, takes them back to his planet. They try to look for Prince of Space and they find him, but he gets away. And then he goes to Crankor where they are, fights a giant, blows up their home base, rescues the scientists. Crankor dies in the explosion. The end. Idiot premise. What can I say? Because, yes, as you said, Scott, if this race, in fact, the scientist even says in a press conference, well, yes, they're more advanced than us because of interstellar traveler, but we have this rocket fuel that they don't have. So we're ahead of them in that way. How do you know? Thank you, Thomas. That was my question. How would you know? Well, let's be honest. This entire film is how do you know? How do you know that the lasers are not going to affect you, space prince? Because he's got. Has he said so? Thomas, no, the answer's he, obvious. He drank the super blood rocket fuel. It's like a you know super blood. Come on, super ah, blood. He's, he drank the he's super wearing, rocket fuel. I can uh, tell you what it is. I can tell you what it is. He's wearing Beskar armor from the Mandalorian, which basically makes him invulnerable thanks no, a lot, no, no. Dave Filoni. I got a better answer. His entire suit is made out of helmets. Yeah. <laughs> That'll make sense soon, Sickies. <laughs> That'll make sense soon. <laughs> that must be it. So... Uh, let me just get through the fun facts because most of the fun of this episode is going to be in our discussion of our rips of the film, picks of the rips. So th- I told you the idiot premise and the fun facts are, and Thomas is not wrong here. This was based off not so much a radio drama, but it was based on a TV series of the same title, Prince of Space from 1958. And believe it or not, it had 48 episodes. Was this made like a Japanese TV? Japanese, Japanese, yes. Boy, Um, did we bomb them pretty hard. You know, the 50s were a different time. (laughs) But, um, and of course, the the, uh, Prince of Space in the original series looks closer to a guy named Starman, but uh, basically it was based off that series that was originally made and um it was in japan it it, after so it was 48 episodes in this other series and then it became a two hour long episodes two two hour two one hour long episodes as a serial drama and then it came to the u.s uh as a 90 minute film um as far as that Yep, that's just the fun facts there. As far as MS3K is concerned, um, the only trivia that needs to be mentioned is um, it's ranked 15th best in the top 100 episodes. And uh, that's all you really need to know. (laughs) Is it it the episode right before the first episode we watched this month? Because it looks like the skit within the, the movie is leading up to where they're captured in Roman times. It might have been. Yeah, actually, yes. Yes, it was. So we actually kind of went chronologically a little, di- little different. But yeah, it was the one before that because the wormhole and all that. That's correct. Um, 
So consistency through skits. Well, yeah, and but even when there isn't, they even tell you in the song, it's just a show. You should really just relax. I was thinking about <laughs> that today. Major credit for that. I'll save that. I'll save that. You'll save it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's just dive into the fun part of this because the rips of the film are picks of the rips. And I think, Scott, you really had something you wanted to lead off with. Well, so yeah. the floor is yours. I want to start with this. I want to start by ripping um, our common, like, modern society. I, everything we're going to do here is going to rip on the idiotic premise of the fact that um, there's an alien intergalactic empire that has mastered interstellar travel that wants our rocket fuel. And I would love to just think that everyone should realize the stupidity of that. But I think there's something like 37% of Americans believe that we stopped going to the moon because ET's on the other side of it, using it as a base for a staging area to invade our planet for resources. Um, so, yes, we're stupid enough to actually believe that this is possibly going on on the dark side of the moon, but we're going to laugh at the premise in this film. Just throwing that out there to, to begin with. Um, Good job, Scott. I believe yeah. check check from the CIA just cleared. So good job. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, we do not feel bad about insulting people that said that because we spent a whole month about it. Yes. Go back to conspiracy. Um, it's a conspiracy month because yeah, we spent yeah. a whole knocking these kind of things. Yeah, but you no, know, you unfortunately someone would believe this. Also, I, I, I have a rip, though. Go for it. When this guy starts and says he's going to land on Earth, he never tells them where he's landing. Yeah. But somehow but they, they all know. know. Yeah. They all know. I'm landing. Well. <laughs> but the bigger thing, too, is I will land at precisely 8 o'clock. 8 Which o'clock. Time? Like... 8 o'clock where? Local is that AM or PM, by the way? You know, it should be easier if you use GMT. But then again, even then, you have to say where. Also, he apparently has mastered not only the language, but also the time and... Okay. Yeah, it's really just roll with it. Just yep. don't, don't ask. Just don't ask, please. Well, this whole film is don't ask. Because, I mean, to start off with, it's chicken men invading, basically. Oh, my gosh. I, I really want to know what they were thinking. <laughs> I tried to find something, and I couldn't. Invasion of the Birdmen. Why they created the aliens the way they did. I just, it I was, was trying. Cheap. It's cheap. It All they cheap. had to do was put a big nose on them and it was done and radio antennas yeah cheap can't get cheaper than that for I guess aliens not. well let's be honest i think star trek sometimes tried oh yes i mean come on come on vulcans had ears and uh how do we make romulans yeah they're offshoot pointy vulcans. ears and whatever make Klingons yeah. eyebrows <laughs> yeah but at least i guess i mean sometimes star trek gave an explanation this movie was like this is what you're getting <laughs> this is what you yeah. get yeah 
All right, so the worst effect shot I think I've ever seen, taking into account even that this is 1959, I, I don't know how this wasn't scrapped. At the end of the movie, when the Prince of Space is chasing Crankor, yeah, the Crankorians uh, back to their planet, they show his ship come flying over uh, what's supposed to be like an aerial shot of like a pond. And then they throw out what looks like a firecracker like it literally looks like a firecracker and for you know you're supposed to you, you want to stay scale on that you don't want to immediately go to the kid bending over to pick up the firecracker so that everybody realizes that that was a scale model of the ship exactly the size of the tiny like m80 like thing that the kid just picked up out of a puddle to unroll the note that he's chasing them back to Crankor, and he'll be back with the formula also, it's a formula. They don't need to keep it to use it. He got it. <laughs> He's looked at it. I'm sure he can copy it. Getting it back doesn't do anything at this point. Unless it's like the fake formula that, that Rick gave him, the, the intergalactic telemarketer people, <laughs> end up blowing themselves up. Well, you know, that was funny. Give it back to him. Okay. What? <laughs> Wow, that was surprisingly easy. Now forget what you read. I can tell you haven't now, deleted your memory. No, what was funny too is how the whole time this line, your weapons cannot hurt me. Why do they keep trying? <laughs> I mean, I, it's because it, it's not like they've, it's not like, okay. Though, though again, it's not like in the past where you had, gee, we have, we have archibuses. And the armor is still thick enough to be bulletproof. So let's update the tech to see if the armor doesn't work anymore. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. You know, it's not like they just were experimenting in new technology and that's why they're trying again. No, it's the same exact guns. I did love though, that the Phantom trying. kept trying to find bigger guns. He did keep showing up with bigger guns. Yeah, the Phantom, not his minions. Well, uh, you know, all right, I, I, I shouldn't do this, but you know what? John Connor and Sarah Connor and the Terminator kept shooting at the T-1000 at the end, even though they knew that their bullets weren't going to do anything to him. Well, but there's the difference. Here's the difference. Those are the only weapons they had. And two, it was actually at least holding him up. These lasers weren't doing that at all. Prince of Space is just <laughs> sitting there like, I, nope. I, this isn't doing anything. Well, I would disagree. He did act like he, they, he was scared of them. He was ducking and dodging them. So. Yeah, but he was also, ha ha ha. I anticipated what you are doing. I am going to stop you. And then he'd run. Whereas, Yeah, but see, that would make him stop. To I, ha ha. Uh, it's, yeah, well, yeah, he's got to stop to ha ha. So. <laughs> Combo. It's delaying him. <laughs> I Combo guess rip that. pick. This rip, this this pick and rip only works. It's a rip that only happens because it's an MS3K thing. So I'm watching this film, and when the giant mousetrap catches the Prince of Spades, I yeah. wasn't looking at the screen at first, and I heard I heard the Phantom say, "Activate the griddle." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that it was coming from like Crow or Mike or Tom or Tom Servo. I thought it was an MS3K rip within it. And then he's like, he's cooked enough. 
holy crap, they're really cooking him. The chicken men are really talking about <laughs> frying him on a giant griddle in their spaceship. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> We've lost it entirely here when this isn't the rip coming from MST3K. This is the real line dubbed into the film. <laughs> Which reminds me of the rip I wanted to start with with the bad dubbing. In the first scene, they're at the kitchen table and like oh, the, the boot black is there, the dad is there, the professor's there, and the kids are there, right? Okay, so the dubbing makes sense. The age sounds appropriate for the for the two adults, the the mom, the one kid talks, it sounds appropriate. All of a sudden the daughter talks and it sounds like they got like a fifty year old woman to dub the voiceover pretending to be a kid. It wasn't even am I the only one who saw that that it wasn't even close on the dub over of that being a kid? Like, well, we can't find uh you know, someone to play a young woman in this, so uh Hey, fifty-year-old woman, get over here and read this line. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, the entire, all of the act. I'm going to say even the kids at times were like, "Wow, they don't sound like kids right there." But okay, or well, the, they just weren't. the dial, just the dialogue. Oh, of the of the. Yes, I would like that. Thank you. Let's go watch the championship game. I want to see the telescope. Yes, we will do that first. Now, do you want to watch the championship game? Okay. Wow. And it turned out it's a fight. It wasn't these, even a game. It was a fight. These yeah, that, kids are... That, um, now, maybe, maybe in the original Japanese it made more sense because it's contextually in Japanese works better. Sure, but... They, I guess head. they went with hyper-literal on this one because... Some of the... They were making fun of the monkeys. Like, Those are two separate things. I forget what the actual line was. Oh, no. That was like, I want to go over. I'm scared. If you're too scared, go home. Or no, it was something else. Like, I'm scared. We need to get close to see Prince of Space. Well, I'm scared. Then go home. Or No, that was too clever, what I just said. It didn't... <laughs> yeah, look, it, like, the lines MS... T3K came up with were even more realistic and it was things like I'm hungry. I might jump out this window. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to watch TV. Rocks I like that very much. <laughs> yep. Yep. It, this, the dialogue in this film did not make sense. I mean, well, again, no duh, because you got ha ha. Your space lasers have no effect on me. Ha ha! I knew you were going to do this. So, Mark, did you tell me though? I mean, things get lost in translation. Didn't you say that when you were teaching in Japan uh, for that month, there were there were you know kids and and young people walking down the street wearing shirts in English, and they thought it oh, said it, something cool, it, and it was it, like it said washing machine or something on it. Yeah, they they. <laughs> They have shirts that make no sense. I mean, just go to English.com and s enjoy um, shirts that say, like, this is not here or a uh, dishwashing machine or dishwalla washing machine. Or I saw a. Um, You're I hurting saw a my shirt. brain. You're I hurting saw, my brain right now. I saw a shirt. It was a Misfits shirt, but instead of Glenn Danzig's skeleton, it was a sumo skeleton that said, you must be dead. 
just remember that the next time you're sure that symbol that you're tattooing on your arm means strength. <laughs> oh, you absolutely, absolutely. No, 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 no. Absolutely. For those of you who I, I don't see it too much anymore, but that are thinking, oh, I'm going to get this Chinese symbol. You know, the tattoo artist doesn't know that, right? And best they use Google and they don't know that you have to do it in stroke order. And, um, yeah, they, they don't know. Go to China. Like, why did he tattoo? I'm a ball sack on his arm. Yeah. <laughs> fish, yep. What, what is this fish market friend? What? <laughs> I smell so, like fish. Yeah. I not sure why you want to advertise that, but okay. <laughs> So anyway, um, I think uh, also the fact that, you know, the, the factory scene, oh, where they're jumping around in the factory and then the cops just magically show up. But, well, what about the fact that, again, not knowing where this is going to land, but knowing where it's going to land, you send in your military, not military. Which then go charging in and get vaporized, except for the helmets. Except for the helmets. Never the the helmets. The helmets and the rifles somehow make it okay. (laughs) That's why I'm pretty sure his suit is made out of helmets. Yeah, helmet material. It uses Terminator technology. It it, it inverse Terminator technology. Um, it it must. It only affects the living. Nothing dead can be hurt by it. It it must, but, like, but then again, the rifle has wood in it. It's organic, but y- you know what? Never mind. Let's just the rifle and the helmet survives. Don't ask. That I'm I'm trying too hard. Oh, yeah. So before before we let this film, um, give us a head. I just keep thinking of the dialogue now. The way they keep making fun of Wally as Prince of Space. You would run away because you would be scared. Wow, Wally. You're going to let that little kid insult you like that? <laughs> okay. You do know it's 1959 in Japan. You could smack the crap out of that kid and get away with it, right? <laughs> like, you could have smacked him down the stairs, and the kid's parent would be like, What'd you do that for, Johnny? <laughs> you don't smart off to adults like that. You had it coming. What a horribly complicated, I, I won't say bat symbol, but like Prince of Space symbol that he gives to the kids to use in this. In this oh, a little too. egg timer dial. Right. Yeah. Well, well, what about the fact that you li- he literally said, here's the device, don't tell anyone. What do they do the next exact scene? Tell someone. They're blabbing about it. Like, wow, you can't you- even hold on to it for a second. Use it only if you need it. I'm going to call Prince of Space because I want to see him again. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Wow, you conceded to your friend's misdecision rather really quickly. Really quick. Yeah. I mean, it took like no effort. He just, I'm going to do this. Right. I'm going to steal from, I'm going to steal a bunch of stuff. Right. I don't have money. I think I'll beat that kid up for his lunch money. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I love the giant tries to fight the Prince of Space's ship by what belching at it the first time. It's just like a strong oh, breeze. The the, the pig giant. <laughs> oh 
It looks like a proto-Ferengi. All I could think of is it looks like like Quark or the Nagus from, from Deep Space Nine. But with a belt over, it's, um, it's not a flattering costume. No, I mean, <laughs> the ears are a little wrong, too, but I just kept thinking, this looks like I see where Gene Roddenberry got the idea for the Ferengi. <laughs> Assuming he saw that movie. Serial whatever. Yeah, I mean, probably not. It made me think of it. Made me think of Oolong from Dragon Ball, the pi- Oolong the pig from Dragon Ball. That made me think of that. Mm. So let's um, let's dive in. So we've ripped on this pretty well. Let's dive into the picks of the rips. Um, I want to start off with one of my favorites when it's showing the city a rare Godzilla free day. <laughs> <laughs> So that wow. was one of my favorites, as well as, you know, going back to Monster Mayhem, where someone runs up and goes, hey, did you know that Gamera is child-friendly? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, and Gamera is turtle, and turtle meat is quite tasty. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely those were two that made me laugh quite a bit, considering uh, last month was Monster Mayhem, which, by the way, you should check out. They dated themselves a couple times in this one with their jokes, but I was cracking up because it's like the Japanese you are frantically it. trying to trying to tune in singled out. <laughs> Just maybe Yeah, me- well <laughs> if you get the reference, it's funny. But yes. it's not as bad as last week. But yeah, there's a few things. Holy there. God, we're landing on Captain Picard's head. <laughs> or oh, or the giant Ross Perot? Yes, yes, that was the other one. Ross Perot. <laughs> they called the giant Ross Perot. Yep. Ah, uh, it's happened. We're looking at late '90s nostalgia now. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I want to give this a pick for the series overall. The theme song. Every week, that theme song is growing on me more and more and more. It is insanely long as the theme song for any type of show, <laughs> but it is it is fantastic, and I love the part. Just where it's like they've seen the future. If you wonder how he eats and breathes and other science things, just remember it's just a stupid show. And we need to remember that more and more and more as we watch. If you're wondering TV. how they eat and breathe and other science fact, you should you should take speak to yourself that it's just a show and you should really just relax. Yes, yes. yes. But it's such a catchy theme song, but that's just so true. We need to remember that for all of this stuff because we can deconstruct literally any film we've ever watched that's science fiction and make it sound stupid and unbelievable and pick out the holes and destroy it if we really wanted to. I think that, you know, that was... It's become a big thing, but ultimately, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm getting serious on rips and picks, so I'm going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get your point that occasionally you can do that, but for something like this... I think it depends. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, okay, we look at something like Interstellar or Blade Runner. We're allowed to get a little bit more pedantic because it's a more serious story. But something like this, yeah, we rip on it, but we're really not taking it that seriously. Fortunately, someone and I don't know how... Someone did take this seriously enough, though. Sure, someone did, but the, but us three here, when we watch this, it's like watching Star Crash. 
really none of us are really gonna look for scott's deep meaning was just because he was trying to beat that was his shtick at the end of the day even he recognizes his deep meaning on star crash was garbage even he admits that something about the justice system or yeah something? something about the justice system yes but even he admitted that was a terrible stretch and didn't make sense guys we got a problem yeah the show's still running what he hasn't thought of a deep meaning i don't know what we do i'm not certain what we're recording right now i think the audience thinks that too we're the same six seconds of audio oh crap that's exactly what the editor thought when he got this what hey ruck it's just because it's well after midnight and my brain isn't working your brain works before midnight we were recording it just looked like we were looping the same six seconds of audio over and over again edit that out please do what you want to with this piece of audio that's the only thing they ever tell me whenever they send me an email. Sorry, Rick. I stand corrected. There's two things. So yeah, those kind of things notwithstanding, a show like this, you really have to do just relax. So and enjoy the ride and enjoy the rips, the pit and the picks on the rips. So that's what we're doing here. Um, well, I I'm going to have a pick here. Go for it. I love how they just keep ripping and don't let go that, that these guys just look like chickens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or whenever they turn the dials. <laughs> yep. Or whenever they push a button, it's like, here, I just need to test these batteries or <laughs> tell me if the light's working. <laughs> yes. These little things that, again, watching this by itself without the commentary would be torturous in my in my opinion i would have to agree with that oh whoa whoa can you believe it even i, I would I, find my limit on this one for some reason i don't know why well okay <laughs> i think one the- of my favorite rips at the end was when he was talking about my grill lighter is really tearing these guys up when he was just like it literally looked like he had one of those big grill lighters that he was like just taking out the whole place with yeah. yeah. Or the, the the fact they kept making fun of ha 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 ha. <laughs> or the scene, should I laugh at this part? No, I'll save it. Ha ha ha. Ah, screw it. <laughs> or <laughs> turn on the radio. I have got such a laugh saved up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that laugh. Good. <laughs> that's that. Oh, that, that, that's a. Mm, that's a rip that is just a terrible laugh it's a terrible laugh at least they have good sense to make fun of it um here's a good it's it's a rip but it's a pick on the rip the flying turkey it's a flying metal turkey and they keep saying like quick he's gonna rain giblets on us (laughs) to the giblet mobile (laughs) yeah Yeah. well that is a terrible (laughs) looking aircraft spacecraft or, or the car that um the car they're looking for prince of space in, and he's just like you really have to cut one in here <laughs> and then when they get out he's like well i guess i'll go back in the fart mobile yeah what what is it they i i forgot what they called their uh tv or whatever the, the televisor yes televisor. the televisor that was i'm like oh good great Look at the televisor. The what? <laughs> oh. I got a or, lot of, uh, you know, 
I got a lot of uh, Star Trek. This is my Star Trek reference. I got a lot of vibes of uh, Captain Proton and Dr. Chaotica yes. yep. watching yep. this. Well, they did make a Star Trek reference with uh, when he's showing them. This is a... Uh, oh, um, Not an old Star Trek set. <laughs> this, this is an old... Oh, no, we've already seen T- Star Trek. Don't make us watch this. <laughs> or yeah, except, um, except I hate to say this, but I think Captain Proton in Star Trek was better than, way sure. better than this. I'm still oh, waiting for, sure. for the Captain Proton spinoff series. <laughs> Just wait. Or when the aliens first show up and uh, they're in the field. And there's the the spinning watermelon shooting at them. Oh, good grief! And then like they the adults come out of the the grassy field. It's like grown ups of the corn. Yes, yes, I forgot <laughs> yes. about that. Grown ups oh, of the corn. And then the, me laughing. A car shows up behind them. Hey, look! This alien ship is over here, but look, the car is much more interesting to look at. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, them sending out reporters? Can I go? Yeah, go out there. Can I go too? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like, I, 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 I almost want to learn Japanese just to know how, like, that sounds, how it was originally and like it made sense or not. It's like, oh, because <laughs> I understand, like, sometimes, like, watching anime or something. The English dubs do not make sense at times. But boy, was it. it they might have translated it literally, and it just doesn't sound good in English because that's not how you would say it in English. How about when they're like, the, the, the Japanese pilot's going to go up there and like, are you hearing words? Is someone still talking? <laughs> <laughs> or, I can't move. I can't move. Oh, wait. Yeah, now I can. I just forgot how to do it for a sec. And uh, yeah. be careful. I will. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> or or every time the, the minions always having a jab like Sir, we have to give the lunch order already. <laughs> or, well, I'm back from break. What'd I miss? <laughs> Sir, do you have to do that now? Or <laughs> Yeah, it, the problem is there are moments in this film where Literally, if you're not paying very close attention, you would think that Servo, oh, you know, one of them was saying something. But it's but it's the actual the film. line. It's actually the film. You're thinking, oh, they just th- nope. nope, nope. That's not their joke. That's Act- not their joke. Activate the griddle. Got me. Yeah. <laughs> or, um. Oh, what was I was just thinking of one. Oh, shoot, I can't. Uh, hang on, I'll get there. Grab, grab some bench there. This, uh, this oh, is- when they're in the car looking for Prince of Space, and they get an order, and one of the guys is like, "You ever got the feeling the boss is just winging it?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, that, that's great because it works on multiple levels. Because it's another chicken joke. I yeah. just, I, I just thought of the ultimate worst. Okay. Here's how this whole movie falls apart, right? So, we need to get the professor's formula for his super rocket fuel, right? Again, Apparently. We, need to, we need to get a formula, which you don't actually physically need it. You just need to see it. 
Don't have your villain then demonstrate that from light years away on his home planet, he can look into your house and see, exactly <laughs> see everything what's going on wherever he wants to in live time. Because <laughs> this is the most inefficient thing ever. I need to get this formula. Should we use this visualizer thing and just look over his shoulder while he's working on his math tonight? No, I want to assemble the war fleet. Uh, why would we spend all this money? We, we, uh, we need this. We need this. We need this formula for efficient fuel, so we don't have to waste waste resor- resources uh, racing across the galaxy. Uh, but we have this visualizer where we can just look from here and not use any resources. Damn it! I said organize the warship. We're going to use these resources to go across the galaxy to get this fuel, so we don't have to waste resources. What's wrong with you people? Also, our invasion plan consists of. One ship. Yeah, exactly. The mustache wielding ha 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 drill nose cone ship. Yeah. Yeah. You should probably spend some more time trying to figure out the formula for making lasers that actually work. (laughs) But then when they're flying around space, the joke or flying around Earth, the joke was an alien race too proud to ask for directions. (laughs) Yes. It's like, yes, because literally instead of just flying down to Earth, what do you see? Them going around and around and flying. It's like, boy, they don't know where they're landing, apparently. <laughs> and then what it, they do. Is it 8 o'clock here? No, gotta keep going. Is it 8 <laughs> o'clock here? 8 o'clock here? Ah, it's 8 o'clock here. Okay, we can land here. That's what, what it was. Right. And when they land, all the jokes they made, like, the Stanley Cup invades invades Earth. It's the lemon zester of death. <laughs> it's like an upside down wheelbarrow. Yeah. Oh, that was that was yeah. Um, right. The the Prince of Space's shuttle. Oh, here's one that because I learn a lot about cults, I thought this was hilarious. When the aliens were standing in the field, just like pawing at the grass, and someone was like. Wasn't those Heaven's Gate people supposed to meet us here? <laughs> <laughs> Sickies, for those that don't know, Heaven's Gate was a cult from Marshall Applewhite that at the end believed that an alien saucer behind the comet Hale-Bopp was coming to take them to Blistonia. So in an effort to meet them in a soul-catcher situation, they all took poison Kool-Aid, wore Nike Airs, and covered themselves in purple cloths. And they were all really big Star Trek fans. Um, and the, it was science fiction few, fans, science fiction fans. But it was one of the few um, approved TV shows that Apple White would let them watch was Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, and they, you know, they've got videos. Oh, they saying beaming, beaming up three to beam up, you know, uh, beam up. Yeah, that's what yep. they thought it was. And in fact, they called Marshall Applewhite Captain. Yes. They referred to each other with Star Trek titles. Absolutely. And if you really want the creepy thing, in, in Marshall Applewhite's uh, view of the Star Trek The Next Generation universe, the Borg were the ultimate good guy. Yeah. They were the so, good guy. Yep. <laughs> so, needless to say, Sickies. It, was that a sense? Was that a tasteless joke? I don't know, but I thought it was funny. Uh, Scott, earlier you mentioned the dialogue that that didn't make sense. I kind of remember it now. It's where the two boys snuck along to see the lemon zester of death, <laughs> and one of them says, 
And one of them says, what's the matter with you, Mickey? This might be dangerous. I'm not afraid. If you are, you can go home. <laughs> Wait, aren't those two separate ideas? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not anymore. We're sticking them together. They're one idea now. Exactly. Everybody listens to my ideas, no matter how dumb they are. Come and nuts together at last. I, I'm very confused if I'm going or go, leaving or coming now because I don't know which way I'm going. Huh? Well, and, and they kept rolling with that. You know, I'm not afraid. I'm wearing a tie. You go home. What is that thing you have? <laughs> Some, uh, yeah, so again, I have a feeling maybe in original Japanese, and maybe it makes more sense, but it's like. Somewhere, someone just took literally the script and put it through translator and went, here you go. Yeah. I'm realizing as I watch a couple more of these, though, that the, that the brilliance of these guys' satire is the ability to take one theme of joke and beat it into the ground without beating it into the ground. You know, like, just touch slap. They did that for an entire film and just were able to run that in rock. They spaced face it punch. out enough. And, and in this one, they're able to keep doing the things like, I'm wearing a tie. You go home. I'm wearing a tie. I'm hungry. They, they were able to run that and, and keep it unique enough and change it enough. And you and knew that it. It was, that it was a theme, a motif that was going on. But they did it without making it so that it wasn't funny by the end of the movie and you were still cracking up and you're like, hey, they got to mix one of those again. Or in this one, everything relating back to being a chicken. <laughs> but again, without just hitting you too often or too much. You, you know you're getting hit over the head with it, but you don't care. You're getting hit over the head with it just enough that you're like, yeah, I'd like to get hit over the head again with that joke. That's the key. Times. Yeah. Just enough. They pace it well and they have the right frequency to know when they're doing overkill. It's, it's an art form. To do it once accidentally and do it perfectly like they did with um Rock, Granite Chin, um, you know, um is is lucky. To what I've seen them be able to do multiple times with it and repeat it is a skill and more than a skill, it's an art. Right. Oh, it sounds like you are coming around to MSK. No, I'm just uh, look. It's not. I've never said it's a bad show, but I'm 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 realizing that all humorists have their strength, and this is, I think, theirs. Okay, fair enough. A uh, couple couple more rips before we land this. Um, every time they shoot at him, and he's like, "Ha ha ha! Haven't I told you that doesn't work?" Which was a rip. But it's also a pick on the rip because they make the joke. Um, it is my it is my considered advice that you dis discontinue your use of said weapon. Ha ha ha! <laughs> Empirical data suggests the accuracy of my earlier contention that your weapons against me are without merit. Ha ha ha! Allow me to reference my earlier uh, my earlier connection, saying that if you will, your weapon will have no effect on me. Ha ha! <laughs> This is now making me think of Punch Out, Mark, when Bald Bull would knock you out and stand and laugh at you and go, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> ha, 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 All of any of those guys. Because him or Soda Pop Pinksky yep. or um, Super Macho Man. Yep. Your guns are useless, but, the, but scare the crap out of me. Anyway, I'll throw my doll at you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Your guns are useless, but scare the crap out of me. That was great. Like, yeah, he knows their guns can't hurt him, but they shoot him and he drops to the ground. Your guns so. are useless, but your mousetrap griddle is slightly effective. <laughs> yep. Employee, the one bat, the one sign, employees must wash hands before returning to conquest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You guys get any more? No, I gotta say, Mark, really stand out? this was an enjoyable B-movie. Just from a from an effect from a, of watching the movie, actually, I enjoyed it, and from watching the ripping of it, I enjoyed it. Oh, I do have one. You said, um, <laughs> just every time they looked at Crankor, the, 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 what was it? The, the, what was the name of the leader? Not Crankor, but Phantom. Phantom, Phantom. the Phantom of yeah. Crankor. Whenever they saw his pants, they'd always make a joke like, oh, Sir, when you got dressed this morning, did you forget something? <laughs> <laughs> or, um, did those costumes get greenlit for the screen? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, but this, uh, Some, yeah. someone was either just asleep at the wheel there <laughs> or didn't give up. It just went, you know what? We're going to go all the way with this. Because this one was a little bit more lewd in that, and also when Crank, when the Phantom was like, I can see everything that you guys are, I can watch everything you're doing. Hey, he knows about the porn. <laughs> <laughs> that means he knows about the porn, guys. <laughs> or, or just uh, they made reference to anime porn <laughs> and all and hentai, and so... Yeah, they they had some good adult jokes in here. Yeah, yeah. So, well, unless someone else, I mean, we we don't we could go through a ton of sickies, but we don't want to do that. We want you guys to check it out yourself. Uh, so I think that's a good spot. Uh, unless someone's got one that really puts you in stitches, I think we could rate this with how many uh, phantom laughs do we want to give it, or clocks if you prefer. Mm -hmm the movie and the msk oh yes of course yes evaluate the movie and then evaluate the ms3k so for the movie we'll call it how many useless lasers <laughs> and for the 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 mst3k how many crank or clucks or okay i'll lead us whatever. off this week i'll go oddly and lead us off huh? Go for uh, it. MST3K. I'm going to give it um, seven. I think it's a good piece of humor. I laughed. I enjoyed it. And I think it is a, an, an above average, very good piece of um, satirical humor and just poking fun at a movie which gave it a lot of material to work with. I enjoyed this on both levels, both from the um, humor and from just watching a bad B movie. And I enjoyed the skits within the movie this time that they did on their own, their own original creativity. So, yeah, I'll give this, I'll actually give this a seven and a half on the MST3K scale. Um, the movie. As a movie, on a scale of one to ten, I'm going to give this a, a three and a half. I think it's probably my favorite B movie that I've ever watched. Um, wow. It's, it's terrible. I mean, it's absolutely horrible. There's bad dubbing. Uh, there's bad acting. 
there's an idiot premise and a and a a plot that is pointless. Um and and heroes that just suck. Like this guy gives Captain Planet a run for his money in terrible heroes. Um so uh but still something about this works as a film that it was just okay. It's corny, cheesy, bad science fiction, but even just watching this movie on its own without the MST3K, I think I finally would have got this so bad, I somehow enjoyed it, still vibe out of this. Either Mark is ruining me and making me like B-movies, or I finally <laughs> found a B-movie that I actually am able to enjoy, recognize it for what it is. Still call it a pile of crap, but give it a three and a half and say, I don't feel like I wasted my life watching this. You got something else I can watch like this so I can laugh at it. Well, uh, Rage doesn't know which one is the answer to that one, Scott. So we'll figure that out in time, I suppose. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I'll go next. I'm going to give, I'm going agree. And give, I think, seven, seven point five for uh, the guys bashing and uh, ripping into this film because they did a very good job of doing it. I give it, you know, seven. Ha ha ha's. Um, the film itself. Ugh. I, I've seen B films that were butter and so bad that it's good. This just at times were for me, just again, for me personally, was terrible at times. Now, at times it was kind of funny and kind of hilarious, but I think I have to give it a two. It the dubbing really just screwed with me so much that it hurt. It just hurt. Okay. Um, again, I chose this one because it was put me in stitches the most when I remember. Uh, that would be... So I'll, I put this as an 8 on the uh, Crancor Clux. Uh, I too many laughs really i mean every joke landed with me just about every joke land landed the only thing that brought it down was the fact that um the movie had was about three or four uh laser weapons ineffective lasers because it was just such a stupid story i mean like it, it normally checks off all the boxes of why i think something's good like so bad it's good but it just, I don't know. It didn't work. Maybe if I watched it on my own without MST3K, I might enjoy it more for that purpose. But wow, no. <laughs> it just, I don't know. I couldn't appreciate it on its own. So that's why the um, MST3K got lost, lost two points. But otherwise, I mean, I, every joke landed. So I got to give it credit for that. Um, in the meantime, what you can do, uh, <clears throat> you can, it, once you've done that, I, we recommend you go watch this episode of MST3K. 
And then starting tomorrow, you could listen to another episode of ZTF. It's not a regular episode. Uh, It's a short Good Cop, Bad Cop, Nikto Cop written by Glorious Ruck. And quite a good episode, if you ask me. Uh, I'd also be listening out, by the way, Sickies, for a Raving Lunatic album coming out. That's right, an album. We are we are nearing a Rage Master Sings. Ooh, ooh. It, it it's not exactly that, but it's somebody it's heading finally in that took to- my idea and did the work behind it. Yes, and that so would it, be Ruck. That would be Ruck. So is it a five CD? Set, uh, <laughs> well, set? Oh. well, I can't say exactly. It's not just that. It's also Ruck did a bunch of songs. One of them is called Shush, which I think is funny. I enjoy. But uh, that'll be on the album. But there are also some other Rage Master sings songs on it. So we're, we're, we're nearing that point. But be, be on the lookout for something like that in the future. Also, tune in to Raving Lunatic for Cold Case Chase, or the Caseatorium, Cold Case Chase, Case of the Chills. And also, we should be getting another uh, The Game. To that end, you could go to our check out any of these fine shows on our Discord page or at www.warsinfo.com. I'm telling you, Nation, if you look at it, Colonel Sanders was a front. For an alien invasion of the chicken people, and they're poisoning the water to get you. KFC is all about paving the way for the chicken people. I don't know where this is going. Ravinglunaticmedia.com, ravinglunaticmedia.com, ravinglunaticmedia.com. Rage Master, what's left for them to do? Stay sick, sickies. I really don't know where that was going. I thought I had a real good Alex Jones rant about chicken people, alien invasions, and things in the water with chickens instead of frogs. But hey, sorry, guys.